Season 2, Episode 90, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism. Season 2, Episode 90 is entitled by A.T. Robertson, The Twelve Contend, The Twelve Apostles Contend as to Who Shall Be the Greatest Under the Messiah's Reign. And his response to their question is, His subjects must be childlike. Or as my brother-in-law would say, keep the baby faith. That's what we, that was from the 70s, uh, 60s and 70s. Keep the faith, baby. And then it became people that studied the gospel of the grace of God came, came up with keep the baby faith. And that's what it is. I mean, that's the only way you're going to see God is to have childlike faith in the Savior. Uh, and then comes hopefully growth as a person, as a, as a believer, um anyway, uh we're gonna this takes place at Capernaum with no fanfare. I think uh his sermon on Eat My Flesh and Drink My Blood is pretty much made him an outcast. I think he lost the seventy or so whatever different followers he had, uh maybe as many as hundred and fifty, and he turned to his disciples over in Decapolis and said, Are you gonna leave also? And uh, they, Peter said, you have the words of eternal life. We're not going anywhere. Anyway, and yet some of them aren't believers. And I say some because obviously Judas Iscariot wasn't. Doubting Thomas obviously wasn't. Uh, but it sounds like possibly others weren't as well. And they couldn't cast out the demon from that child when they got back to Capernaum. And, uh, and Jesus did. And but still does not draw the crowds that he did in the great Galilean ministry, which was six months ago. He has withdrawn from the Jews, and I think pretty much they said good riddance. Uh, John the Baptist was killed, um, and that that encouraged. Uh, Herod Antipas to go after Jesus. Uh, it encouraged the uh, priest to stop going after his disciples, but start going after him. And uh, so, anyway, we're going to take a look at uh, five verses in Mark, six verses in Matthew, and three verses in Luke, and that will add up to 14 verses. Some of them uh, at least one of them goes back to the previous episode. The Matthew uh, seventeen twenty seven goes back to the to the story about um, the story about uh, episode ninety. Well, let me back up here. Uh, well, the half shekel about Jesus catching the fi- I mean P- Peter catching the fish, and the implications of. Uh, possibly the age of the disciples, etc. Okay, so, um, this, this is based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ. You can find it on the internet. It's a PDF. You can download it. Uh, I would say probably, I would guess 90% of it is uh, Scripture, which is the work of this harmony of the gospel was taking these different stories and, and connecting them. And whether he did a perfect job in that, I, I'm not sure. I would think 
Matthew would come in this in these three verses. Uh, Matthew would come before Mark and Mark before Luke. But that's just my own uh, the way it ends. You'll see the way Matthew ended in episode eighty nine and how it starts in ninety. But anyway, that's pretty much my manipulation. But it's 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 been very powerful to me to to study the life of Christ in this manner, and I I highly recommend it. And again, I like to teach because I like to learn. Just real quick, part eight. Uh, Jesus goes into the regions of Eteria of Caesarea Philippi, also known as the foothills of Mount Hermon, 40, 50 miles north of the Sea of Galilee, elevation 5,000 to 10,000 feet, uh, approximately, where no hostility has been aroused. Uh, He could quietly instruct the 12, which I think is the main purpose here. Um, he probably remained in the vicinity several months as the whole period of retirement or withdrawal lasted six months. Uh, he was near Bethsaida Julius, near Caesarea Philippi in the first retirement. There were four retirements. And now he stops here again on his way to Caesarea Philippi. Each time, each of the four retirements were into heathen territory which is a Jewish name for anybody that's not Jewish. Uh, Greeks might take offense to that. Romans might take offense to that. But anyway, in the heathen territory, uh, to me, a heathen is, is a non-believer in Jesus Christ. So, sorry. But, you know, we all have a dichotomy. I have those that have trusted Christ and those that haven't. I don't call them heathen. I call them those that have trusted Christ and those that haven't. I used to be for 18 years of my life, I was one that hadn't trusted Christ. For the last 50 years of my life, I have been a believer in the gospel of the grace of God and was born again in all that that entails, I guess. I don't know what it entails, but I trusted Christ. He had me at whosoever. Simply, he had me at whosoever. Uh, and Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. I said, are you telling me it's a free gift? The man that was talking to me, Jack Weaver, said, "Praise the Lord, you understand it." And I, that was that. that John three sixteen, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in Him should not perish, but have everlasting. Gave His only begotten Son. It's a gift. Eternal life through Jesus Christ is a gift. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans six twenty three. All right. Um, so twice to the mountains of. Herman, uh, the last visit was the one right before this episode where he was uh, at the Mount of Transfiguration on Mount Hermon. He went to Phoenician, Phoenicia one time, uh, which is on the uh, coast of the Mediterranean, northwest of the Sea of Galilee. You need to get a map and start getting this, this area in your brain. I look at them every time I do a podcast. And... Um, then they went to Decapolis, which is on the east side of the Jordan River. Uh, I guess you could say opposite of Samaria, about the same size as Samaria, Decapolis, Greek for 10 cities, where the Greek influence prevails in the name of the places, Eteria, Phoenicia, Decapolis, the Greek influence prevails and where the Greek language is dominant. So he withdrew to this area for six months. 
And now that is coming to a close as he is back in Galilee. He's back in Capernaum. But he's still withdrawn. Uh, I don't know if it's all his choice or maybe the Jews you know, are still talking about his eat my flesh and drink my blood sermon when they all took off. But, but the, the 12 stayed with him. So, again, cannot say enough about maps. I'm going through them here. We're in episode, uh, I mean, uh, part eight of 14 parts. The last part will be the resurrection appearances and ascension of Jesus Christ into heaven. And he will come back in like manner at the end of the tribulation, which I am going to be out of here for approximately seven years, a little less than seven years, uh, be at the rewards banquet in heaven with all my good friends, Paul and uh, Peter and all those guys, and people I don't even know. Uh, you know, uh, the ones that sit on their left and right hand uh, might not even, the first will be the last and the last will be first. So we'll see what that's like. I am looking forward to that time, in, that seven years in heaven. The, that seven years on earth, Jewish ground, 70th week of Daniel. But as far as these people are concerned, the 70th week, follows the 69th week, and it could have. But the mystery of the Gentile church came in for the last 2,000 years. And I do believe that it's uh, imminent, and that means it could happen any time. Tonight, 100 years from now, it's nothing has to be take place for the rapture to occur. The Antichrist is going to be busy the first three and a half years building the temple and the last three and a half years uh, killing the 144,000 and people that help him. And in fact, there would no be, be no survivors. No believers would survive to populate the millennium if God, if Christ didn't come back early. So, uh, So we pretty much talked about this. Uh, again, just to, to, to talk about the Son of Man, uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. I need to study Daniel chapter 7. And if you're listening to this, uh, and I'm not around because uh, the rapture took place, all the, the Gentile church isn't in existence anymore, um, Study Daniel chapter 7 and Revelation chapter 7. That that probably be the first place you go. And start praying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Because the rapture is taking place. The next thing on the agenda is less than seven years. Uh, Christ comes back in the clouds. And this kind of describes it right here in Daniel. Daniel describes the second coming of Jesus Christ at the end of the tribulation. Before the Battle of Armageddon, which I don't think is much of a battle, but it could be wrong. Daniel says, I, I think it's I, Daniel. Read chapter 7, you'll see who's doing the talking here. I, Daniel, in the night visions, saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. So he's having this prophetic uh, vision that's going to conclude the 70th week of Daniel, the seven-year tribulation, week being seven years. Uh, 70th would be, 70 times 7 would be 490 years. 
uh, and 483 of them have taken place uh, and uh, now we're waiting for uh, the 70th week of Daniel. And they brought him, Jesus, the Son of Man, near before him. They brought him before him. That would be the deity of Christ, Jehovah. And if you have any questions about Jehovah, go to John, 1 John 5, 7. 1 John 5, 7, 1 John 5, 7. 1 John 5, 7 says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And Jesus applies the name Son of Man to himself 80 times in the New Testament. It's only in the Bible here, Deity, Son of Man, came in the clouds in heaven and came to the Ancient of Days who was on the earth. He's got the 144,000 sitting around his throne. You know, Google a picture of the judgment seat of Christ. I'm sorry, not the judgment seat of Christ. The great white throne. N not that one either. Another, the, the judgment of the nations. The sheep and the goats judgment. J Google a picture, an image of the judgment of the nations. You'll see God on his throne, 144,000 Jewish evangelists at his throne at the feet. You'll see the sheep and the goats divided into two camps. And uh, that's right before the sheep are move, move on into the millennium. Same earth. No change to the earth that I'm aware of for that last seven years. And the, the goats are cast into the lake of fire. Sorry. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that if you would believe in him you would not perish but have everlasting life. So I think the ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So if you're going to try to play the God's a mean God and you know didn't save me card, good luck with that. You're going to be one of quite a few trying to play that card. I'm not going to be with you and haven't been for 50 years in November. And Jesus applies it to himself 80 times in the New Testament. All right, so the uh, season two, episode 90, the 12 contend as to who shall be the greatest under the Messiah's reign. His subjects must be childlike. That's uh, A.T. Robertson's uh, name for episode 90. Again, the reason they're jumping to this is because he's here. Uh, they need to get the kingdom started. Um, seven years from now, whatever, but it's been 2,000 plus seven. And as we started out this study, we're kind of confused about the dates ar around Christ's birth and stuff. So anyway, I'm not setting any dates, not doing it. Could be today, could be 100 years from now. I don't know when, but it could be today. Okay. Open your Bible to Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9, verse 33. In Mark chapter 9, verse 33, we're going to take a look at five verses. Mark chapter 9, verse 33 through 37. In Mark chapter 9, verse 33, And Jesus came to Capernaum, and being in the house, I think it was probably Peter's house, and uh, maybe James and John as well, Peter and Andrew, James and John, 
where they did their fishing for the Galilean ministry a year and a half or approximately up until the the last six months of the of the withdrawal of Jesus after his sermon on eat my flesh and drink my blood okay and Jesus came to Capernaum which was a hotbed of you know miracles and but nobody's bothering him and being in the house he asked the disciples what was it that they disputed him among yourselves by the way so what was the way I, I would argue that it's the walk of the twelve from Caesarea Philippi to Capernaum, which is 40, 50 miles. And they had a lot, you know. I don't think Peter, James, and John talk about the Mount of Transfiguration. That would only add fuel to the fire of the kingdom, which isn't happening. It hadn't happened yet. We're talking 2,000 years. All right. Um, Verse 34. But they held their peace. I think they were a little embarrassed. For by the way, they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. So maybe, you know, A.T. Robertson put Mark first. I don't know why he did here. But, but um, you know, maybe this happened. And then when he asked them a second time, uh, they come clean. Anyway, uh, this is all... All the scriptures given by the inspiration of God. So the Holy Spirit uh, moved in these writers to write the word of God. Uh, Verse 34, And they held their peace, for by the way they had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest, which they're getting completely wrong. And Jesus is going to set them straight. And Jesus sat down in the house at Capernaum, which I would guess is Peter. Uh, uh, Peter's wife's probably waiting on him. Mother-in-law still around, and called the twelve, and saith unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all the servants, and and servant of all. Verse thirty-five. And he sat down and called the twelve, and saith unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all. And servant of all. Um, when I went to Honduras, and we, I stayed there, excuse me, two weeks at the beginning and two weeks at the end. Barb stayed two months in the middle for a total of three months. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I, they didn't have any TV, and if they did, it wasn't in English, uh, and they didn't put it out very much. But it was old black and white TV. But anyway, I, I don't think I ever saw it out. Maybe occasionally. But <clears throat> but um, they had books. They had books. They had encyclopedias. These kids were so smart. They studied. These missionary kids were just so amazing. And good friends to this day. And great parents. And uh, the missionaries that brought my son into our lives. Uh, great, great people. And he's... Uh, but I, one of the books I read was uh, Emily Post's uh, Manners. And I came away with that book, reading that book. Uh, it kind of changed the way I did a few things in my life. Um, like I, I, when I went to a restaurant, I followed my wife, not the maitre d' or the, the 
waitress or whoever, I followed the, my wife. And if they took off and left my wife, then that was their problem. They left me too because I was behind her. Uh, another one is if you, when you take a seat at a table, you always take the seat you wouldn't want to have. And I did that on a cruise ship oh, a couple of years ago with my son. And I told you this story before, but I, I took the seat that was not looking out the back of the ship. And as I was eating breakfast with these strangers, uh, all of a sudden the whole room started screaming and pointing behind me, which was the horizon. And there was a, uh, a tornado, uh, a water spout coming in our direction and they were screaming and, and you know I said Abba Father take this cup from us nevertheless not our will but your will be done <coughs> and it pretty much uh, <coughs> went away but uh, anyway it uh, was a neat topic of conversation if I hadn't taken that seat I probably wouldn't be telling you that story right now so anyway I, I, I say good manners can be summed up in the phrase after you if you want to be First in the kingdom of God, live your life in a way that is after you. And and that maybe that's too too simplified, but but the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. So think about that. All right. Um, Mark chapter 9, verse 33. Mark chapter 9, verse 30, 36. I'm sorry. Mark chapter 9, verse 36. And he took a child and set him <coughs> in the midst of the twelve. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said unto the twelve, Whosoever shall receive one such child, Whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me. So again, uh, people that can probably do very little for you are little children, for example. And uh, put them first. I was just reading about a, a, a handicapped person in a missions magazine today and uh, she said that she told her parents you know when people come up to us she had cerebral palsy and which affects everybody that has it differently I think but anyway uh, she was wheelchair bound and had to be fed and, and every personal need taken care of but she she could talk and and she said to her father one time how come People come up to us and, and strangers come up to us and they talk to you and they talk to mom and they talk to my brothers and sisters, but they never talk to me. They act like uh, because I'm in a wheelchair, I can't talk. And that really was something that probably I need to change. And and uh, you see someone with downs maybe or, or just, you can, you know, you can, uh, you can talk to, to them you know, with their parents standing there and stuff like that. Anyway, a thought I had. Whosoever shall receive one such of whosoever receive one of such children in my name receiveth me, and whosoever receiveth me receiveth not me. 
but him that sent me. So if you want to be first, be last. Ricky Bobby was wrong. First is not, second is not last. First is not first. Anyway, uh, Matthew chapter 17, verse 27. And this one we talked about um, in episode 89, the last episode. Notwithstanding, this is about go to the go to the Sea of Galilee from Capernaum and catch a fish and take the piece of money out and pay the temple tax for you and for me. Uh, but it is the the beginning of today's passage, so we're going to just review this one. Uh, Matthew seventeen twenty seven. Matthew seventeen twenty seven. Matthew seventeen. Verse 27 says, Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, the tax collectors, go thou to the sea, this is Jesus speaking, the Sea of Galilee, cast and hook, and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and for thee. So, uh, you know, Peter, as the leader of the apostles, maybe he needed this special attention. I'm not sure. Anyway, pretty cool little miracle between Peter and Jesus. And maybe others as well. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 1, which is right after Matthew chapter 17, verse 27. And the chapters aren't inspired and the verses, the verse numbers aren't inspired. I always put them in italics. Everything except the Word of God. Notwithstanding, lest we should... Okay, I just read that. Verse 18, verse 1. At the same time came his disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So, this is just a different take on the story than Mark had in chapter 9. Uh, This is Matthew's inspired take, and I think they could both be true. Just a little different. A lot of things were said. The Bible covers very little of the life of Christ, in my opinion. Very little of the miracles. The first year of his ministry, public ministry in Jerusalem, six months in Jerusalem, he's doing miracles like crazy. Nicodemus said, we know you come from God. Nobody can do these miracles. What miracles? The only miracle that John recorded was up in the, up in the, the marriage at Cana, way up north near his home in Nazareth. Anyway, but he'd been gone for a year, called the Year of Obscurity, and uh, followed by the Great Galilean Ministry, followed by the uh, six months of separation to teach the disciples. Chapter 18, verse 1, and And at the same time came the disciples to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Because that's the next thing on the agenda, according to the Old Testament. Messiah is followed by the kingdom of the Messiah. And could have been if, if Israel would have received him, but they didn't. So enter the Gentile church. And Jesus called, headed by Peter, headed by Jewish people initially. And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of his disciples and said, Verily, verily, said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted changed, um, you know, quit worrying about who's first and start worrying about other people. Unless you be converted, 
This is this is conver- conversion is something separate from salvation in my mind. Salvation is just receiving the free gift of eternal life by faith in Jesus Christ. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Being converted means to start living for Him. I, I think the key is my wife would say the four talks: talk to God in prayer, talk to. Uh, let him talk to you through his word, and I, I highly recommend memorizing his word. And talk to him in, uh, talk to other believers, church, fellowship, Bible study, online, hopefully in your own family. And talk to people that don't know Christ. Don't ride a motorcycle in the dark. I start a lot of conversations with that. Woke up in the ambulance. If I hadn't woke up in the ambulance, I'd woke up in heaven, not because I'm good, but because Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid for all my sins. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him should not perish but everlasting life. He had me at whosoever 50 years ago this November. Anyway, that's kind of the way I get started with the gospel. And, and it, Scripture is a good way to go. Okay. Um, okay, at the same time as the disciples saying, Who is the greatest the kingdom? And Jesus called a child and set him in the midst of them. And we're in uh, Matthew chapter 17, verse 3. And said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, ye shall keep the, keep the baby faith, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a little child, the same shall be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So, after you, after you, after you, in your family, in your workplace, in society. I was going to say in traffic, but, you know, that's come to a complete stop and then then go. I mean, when it's your turn. You got people behind you that need to, I'm sorry. All right, um, Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, the last uh, verse we're going to look at in Matthew chapter 17, verse 4. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as a little child, the same as the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So you want to be great? Be humble. And, And whosoever shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. And this is a, a verse that just has jumped off the page to me. It's the reason I've gotten back on my uh, horse when it comes to these podcasts. Um, Ephesians 6, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Ephesians, if you want to turn there, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Ephesians chapter, they're written, I think, in, if you can find your way around the podcast notes. Uh, The verses aren't, but the addresses are. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Redeeming the time. It means buying back, purchasing. Uh, We're redeemed by the redemption of Jesus Christ, by His blood. Um, uh, My prayer is is Colossians 1, 9 through 14. Learned it from my wife the year after she died. I found it on a bookmark. Father, we desire to be filled with knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, to walk worthy of you and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of you, 
strengthened with all might according to your glorious power, with patience, long-suffering, and joyfulness, giving thanks to you, Father, who has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of saints and light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So, redeeming the time means buying back the time. Making good use of it. Walking worthy of Him. Because the days are evil. Long, hard, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm glad I spent my life, uh, my, my adult life, um, either in Bible college or... I was 28 when I went to Bible college. I, I went nine and a half years in the Army after high school. Uh, but you say, well, oh, you could have just stayed for another year and a half. No, the, the time at West Point, four years at West Point didn't count towards retirement. I had five and a half years of active duty, and I was really supposed, my commitment was six because I got a master's degree while I was in, but Reagan was, President Reagan was getting rid of people, and so I could get out early if I wanted to, and I did. And I, and I think I made the right choice. Wherefore, redeeming the time, for the days are evil, wherefore... Be ye not unwise, or in other words, be wise. Be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. It's God's will that all men be saved. When it comes to politics, I exhort you therefore, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a godly life in all godliness and honesty, which, um, which is the will of God who would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So that's the will of God is to, to see, go into all the world and preach the gospel. It's pretty clear. Jesus said it before he rose uh, and went into heaven for the last 2,000 years. And it's coming back. Well, we're dwelt by the Holy Spirit. Anyway. All right. Um, so I, I just trying to tell you that I like Ephesians. I like redeem the time because the days are evil. That's If you want to memorize just part of it, that would be uh, Ephesians 5.16. Redeeming the time. If you, need, if you need somebody to help you get started with something, that, that seems to help me. All right. Um, in the last uh, three verses we're going to look at, look at are Luke chapter 9, verse 46, 47, and 48. Luke chapter 9, verse 46. Luke chapter 9, verse 46. Luke chapter 9, verse 46 says, Then there arose a reasoning among them, which of them should be greatest? So that's what Mark said, that's what Matthew said under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and that's what Luke said under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, perceiving the thought in their hearts, again, he could read their minds, took a child and set him by him, teaching the twelve. Still part of the what he's been doing in in uh, the, the withdrawal the last six months. And he said unto the twelve, Whosoever shall receive a child, receive this child in my name, receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me, receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you, the same shall be great. So, you know, I asked my class one time in the last couple of years of my teaching, what, I taught four 
classes on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I said, what? What keeps people from trusting Christ? And one of, one of my 120-so students said, pride. And that's exactly what I was thinking. And that's why it talks about humbling yourself as a little child and coming to Christ as a little child. Not necessarily age-wise. You can come to Christ as a child in your 80s, um, keeping the baby faith, whatever. Um, all right, so just want to make that last point there. Okay, next episode will be 91, uh, as I recall. Uh, the twelve contend as to who shall be the greatest under the Messiah's reign. No, that's not right. Um, okay, well, I, I'm not sure what the next... Uh, am I, where am I? Why am I so confused? Um... Okay, I didn't. I didn't mark what um, the next one is going to be about, um, but I can look it up real quick. I think I can look it up real quick. Um, let's see here. Did I pass by it? Did I whip right by it? Let's see here. I come on. Here it is. Okay, the next one will be uh, ninety-one. John rebuked by Jesus for stopping other evangelists from evangelizing. We found others baptized, whatever. We found others speaking for you that are not from us, and we told them to stop. And Jesus stopped John or rebuked John for stopping other evangelists outside his 12 disciples. All right. Well, I'll say adios, which is to God. And I will say, via con Dios, go with God.